0: What's good people? We back with another episode of the Four 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 Podcast. It's your boy Uptown Tone sitting here with the councilman Isaiah Thomas. What's good, Zeke? What's good.
1: Happy to be back again. Uh I'm glad your listeners didn't run me off after the first episode. So <laughs> you know, excited to be here for episode two.
0: Nah, they are listeners, man. They are listeners. That's why they ain't run you off, man. That's why they ain't run you off. Um, how was the uh, the camp this uh, this uh, past week? man? Oh, the camp was amazing. Um, we had so many students registered. We had
1: uh, some awesome guest speakers. We were uh, able to touch young people from all across the city. Uh, I talked a little bit about some of the things that we were looking to do in the last episode of the podcast, and we were able to do those things plus more. I think um, the one memory I'll have from the camp this year that's different than every other year and we always try to do things different from ordering different shirts and uniforms to different guest speakers to adding different components. This year, um, just thinking about all the issues that we face as people of color and as a city, we had a police officer come out to the camp and um, just talk to the kids. One of my guys who I went to high school with, uh, once he got off work, he came up and just talked to the young people about What it means to interact with police, and most importantly, so they can see somebody who look like them that graduated from public schools that also can tell them how to handle themselves when they interact with police, and all we we, we think young people know, but often they don't. And when we ask them, you know, how many of you guys have ever interacted with police or have been told how to interact with police in a way that's positive, you know, there were several young men where this is this was their first time, so. Um, that really stood out to me because, like you say, like we say all the time, it's bigger than basketball. And I think that was the one component of the camp that I felt like that was really dope. Just to, you know, it's not like we're a five star camp. You know, we attract right. children all of all across the city, right. but we also attract children
0: of all talent levels. That's what is, I was about to say. You know, there's been some five star kids at the camp who just love the camp. I know a lot sure, of kids who just part of the culture, yeah, exactly. And the family exactly. that we created, family atmosphere
1: that we've created. So. You'll definitely get some kids that can play, but you'll get some kids who are also playing uh, for the first time or or just for the week that they're there just because they want to be a part of the cardio and the family atmosphere and the culture. And things like when we have officers come up and talk to them about how to interact with police and best practices and things of that capacity. So the camp was dope. Kids competed. You know, thank you to all the sponsors, everybody who supported, parents, coaches, things of that capacity. But that's the one thing that stuck out. No to dub. me, no after dub. you know,
0: reflecting on the week that was, yeah, man, I had stopped by on Friday, man, and just seeing a bunch of the kids. First of all, they did a, they did a number on that uh, Finley outdoor court. That outdoor court looks really really good out there, man. I remember growing up there; it ain't look half as good. But they got the glass backboards, breakaway rims, all of that out there for two courts. Yeah, more more renovations are coming as well. Yeah, too, so, so that's love. That's love. That's yeah. a that's a definitely a big up to uh, Philadelphia Department of Rec. Um. I'm sure they had something to do with that. Um also uh big shout out to Big Tone. You had Big Tone out there on the grill, man, out there on Friday, man. Yeah, absolutely. I seen, that, I seen yeah, big, big Tone. out to yeah. Tone. He's a part of the family. Yeah. And camp in camp without Big Tone. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. That's what's good. That's what's good. But uh moving right along, man. We're gonna get into some sports for this week, man. We still coming down into the uh the the last week's of summer the last weeks of a sportless atmosphere that we've all been dreading. Um no disrespect to the tennis players, Coco and uh Osaka. They got it on a couple nights ago. I know that. I know at this point they're both eliminated. Um but we've we've been waiting for football and basketball, man. Football is upon us. Um but uh we'll get into uh we'll get into that later. Uh Sixers news uh light this week but um uh reports are out that uh big three MVP Joe, Iso Joe, aka Cool Joe, aka whatever moniker you want to call him, Johnson, um, has worked out for the Sixers and a couple of other teams in the NBA, man. Um, I'm excited about that. I've actually had a chance to see a couple big three games, a couple of them uh, with him playing, man. He looks in good shape. He didn't play in the NBA last year. The season before, I forgot what team he played for, but he was putting up good minutes for them, too. He I think always it was looked Utah, good. Utah, maybe. Utah. That's who it was. It was Utah. Yeah, he was putting up, he was hitting buzzer beaters, putting up, putting up points, doing all that, man. So, um, definitely looking at our bench and trying to fill out that bench, or just getting uh veteran players or scores, or versatile wings. Um, I'm all for it. We talked last week about how it's a, how it's a, uh, turning into a real um, wing-heavy league. So Joe Johnson playing for us probably at the veterans minimum, probably ain't gonna ask for much. We could probably afford him if he decides to come here and play for a contender. I- I'm for it, man. I'm for it. Your thoughts?
1: On the show last week, we talked a little bit about Carmelo. Right. And I don't know a team that would be opening to sign Joe Johnson that also shouldn't be opening to sign Melo. Right. Um, So I I like the idea. I get Joe Johnson's probably a better set three-point shooter than Melo is. But at the same time, I don't think – we need just shooting. I do think we need shooting. Right. Um, most teams in the NBA do need shooting in right. today's game. Right. But I think more important for us, what we need is scoring. And what we saw in the playoffs when half-court basketball begins to rear its head, people who can get you a bucket, whether it's two or three, most importantly two, because two is a higher percentage, it tends to be more efficient, you need those folks. And to be able to have somebody like our, Carm- our Carmelo, I mean, listen to what we're calling Joe. We're calling him ISO Joe. ISO Joe, who's a better ISO player? Right. So I, I get the <laughs> I get the Joe Johnson conversation. I'm I'm right. not I'm not disappointed in the fact that he worked out for us. It shows that we're still looking and we recognize that we have a void that still needs to be filled. I just don't understand why we wouldn't entertain the idea of Melo filling that void. And I heard reports out there about Melo. I don't know how true that is.
0: I don't know how true it is either. You know, reports are reports. And as I always say, like I said, uh, or uh, last week, I hate the narrative. I just want to know, is it true or isn't it? But the reports are that Melo is in heavy talks with Brooklyn and KD and Kyrie, him saying that those guys are family. So if anything happens, it'd be something special. And, you know, um, all of the... Uh, PC things that uh, a player looking and shopping for a team would say, you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. So, I, I again, I, I don't – that's why I said I'm 50-50. You know, I, I like the fact that we're
1: still looking for for other pieces because I, I don't feel like our roster as is, is able to reach its maximum potential. I do feel like you need to add a piece, a piece or two. Um But if we're looking at Joe Johnson, I can't help but say – that we got to look at Mello because he's a better iso Joe. He's, he's, he's iso Mello. Like come on, what are we talking about? Right,
0: here? right. Right. Um moving right along, uh Philly had a fan fest a couple weeks ago, probably last week, uh and my man right on cue, like I talked about him last week, AI was there. Uh he had a very spirited speech, um, emotional speech. Uh just just talking to the fact, speaking to the fact how the Philly fans are to him as the Chicago fans are to Mike, you know what I mean? It's synonymous. Like, you think Philly, the very next person you think is AI on a lot of levels. You know what I mean? Um, as far as culture, as far as sports, as far as just a lot. So, um, it was just good to have AI back in the city have it, uh, showing love. He always showing love, like I said, man. That was just good to see. Um, Do we
1: really think AI is comparable to Mike in a sense of fanfare for him
0: yes yes look
1: at the league look at the league I do think that AI as far as impact of culture I could see that but I, I just I always remember that you know a big big problem was that AI had a lot of haters in his prime he did and Mike didn't have that. Mike had haters in his prime, but they were people who just didn't want to see
0: him win the championship because he kept winning the championship. Right, but I do also think that Mike's, if we talking about cultural impact, Mike's only, I think his only lane is basketball. Like, if we're looking at a pie chart, like AI pie chart Mike is got a little sneaks. bit more. I mean, basketball sneaks. but AI impact culture, for sure. I'm not
1: knocking his impact. What I'm saying is that, Okay, so maybe I'm gonna try it a different way. All right, AI. AI was hated a lot in his prime. So Mike what the, wasn't.
0: So what does that mean? What do you? So I'm saying, saying. So that. when
1: Mike was in his prime, right. He was. There was never a time that I. So maybe, unless it was in the '80s, right? There's never a time in Mike's prime, and and I don't know if the if the late '80s are his prime. He comes in in '84. True. So from the Mike I seen in the 90s, there was never a time when people hated Mike. They only didn't want... Like me, I'm a Sixers fan. I'm not rooting for Mike to win. I never was going to root for Mike to win, but I respected his greatness. I didn't hate on Mike the person. People... AI in his prime Was hated a lot Like there were rules That were passed That right. people specifically Looked at as a target To AI Like I remember When the NBA in, uh, Enforced a uniform rule Right Like right. that to me Was crazy It was like a direct shot Of AI So that's what I'm saying Like Was he really loved The way Mike was loved Is that Absolutely really comparable not.
0: Absolutely not It is not comparable But I think that Without even Without even saying Without even doing Subconsciously AI is more of a cultural, he has more of a cultural impact than Mike does, period. Outside of basketball in the world. Like AI has had, AI had his hand on the pulse of the world and shifted the world at a point, yo. Like they play, like they play, they play rap music in. NBA basketball games now. When Mike was playing, you ain't never heard a rap song being played on T on NBA TNT, and that's because of AI bridging that gap. Like when he was doing that stuff with Jadakiss and them NBA commercials and them uh, Reebok commercials and stuff. Like for one, he was going past basketball, and for two, we don't really know what he was like. He was really bridging the gap. Like they didn't really want to see that. That ain't something that they wanted to see. That's not something that they welcomed. You know what I'm saying? And for it to be welcome now, he says it all the time. He took the ass whoopings so that the, I'm saying he he'll, he'll never get the recognition for it. Somebody like a LeBron who does and and who who encompasses everything AI encompasses and does it a little bit smoother. Like he's seen AI get his ass whooped, so he know how not to do it. He knows how to give him just enough, but they still and they still hate on LeBron. You know what I'm saying? But they'll give it. They'll give they'll give the credit of that to some more. More so to somebody like LeBron before AI.
1: I just thought it was an interesting comparison. It is. It's always. Maybe, I think it's. Look at, I mean, I, I, you know, I love AI in the sense of I grew up in the era of watching AI as a child when right. he was his prom, in his right. prom. So, you know, for me, I'm always going to have a bias. That's. So, AI is a, a, a six-year icon. Right. You know, he's that deep passion and love that we have people in our generation absolutely. for 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 what he did and what he contributed to to the city in right. general. Right. So I mean I have a bias. I, when I think Sixers, I think AI. Absolutely. I, I do. I mean I I'm not, absolutely. am not, not I'm not much in the Barkley era and I wasn't no. much of a fan of Barkley when he was a Sixer. More of a fan of him now right. than when he was actually a Sixer. Of course I'm after the Doc era, so and I feel wouldn't. like,
0: and I feel like Doc's era. I don't know if it was split, but Doc has a whole resume as a as a New Jersey net in the ABA. That's true. First, and then he comes over to be a Sixer, and that's more so in his latter years. You know what I mean? So that's true. It's AI, AI through and through, and even the, even from the way he left to the way he came back. You know what I mean? And ultimately retired as a Sixer. It's AI, AI is AI is that guy as a Sixer. And I think, and I think, and I've had this conversation in a lot of circles. And I think culturally, AI is that guy. And it's a, and it's a, it's a real interesting comparison between him and Mike because they're so polarizing, uh, personal, personable people. You know what I mean? Um, outside of his gambling habit, like you said, Mike is really uh, through and through, up and down, clean cut outside of his persona on the court. But everybody just chalks that up to that's just how you got to be as a competitor you know what I'm saying? Whereas AI is a you know, he's a he he's of the new school. He 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 came and broke all the rules and he stayed even to the point that he's a Hall of Famer now. Like even through all of that stuff that he went through with the league and all the league hating on him through all the uh 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 off the court um Headlines and things of that nature. Even through all of that, the league, the NBA itself, still respects AI. 1st baller Hall of Famer didn't have to wait. Wasn't punished unspeakably like they do a lot of people. They say, <coughs> excuse me, but um, AI. I, I, I just, I just think culturally, very, very, very few people have impacted the world culturally like Alan Iverson. From Newport News Virginia has and that's just my opinion as far as a lot if you see a lot even when you look in rap It's a lot from the way that people wear their jewelry Having all them chains and stuff like that y'all know Slick Rick and all that stuff but in the new school Like A.I. brought a lot of stuff back the braids Braids have been in us and have been a staple since A.I. been wearing them he forced a lot of job places and everything I've just seen um, some job place in, uh, or California just passed a law that you can't be discriminated by your hair or be told to wear different kind of hairstyles at the workplace now you can wear it any kind of way you want to I would think for sure AI has some play in that you know what I mean just you know what I mean, just the effect just the ripple effect years later of just the you know what I mean so that's just how I, and that's how I look at it. like I said that's my opinion That's not. I'm not trying to state that it's fact or, 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 or any, uh, any matter like that but that's just my opinion you know what I mean
1: and we, you know, we come from that era of AI and this problem.
0: Yep. Yep. Seeing it every day, being in the city, being young bulls and being attracted to that at the time, having nothing to do but watch basketball and play basketball and emulate at the time. So you know our bias is definitely heavy in any AI conversation. Yep. I you know what I mean? But uh, moving right along from one um, Philly legend to uh, another uh, – uh, Philly I was I would say trying to be a legend in the making, uh Mike Scott, man. Just wanna talk about Mike Scott. Uh he recently was in recent headlines uh lately saying that he wanted fans to boo Jimmy Butler when he comes back. Just joking around, playing around. Him and Jimmy Butler got a good relationship. But um Mike Scott is just a fun guy, man. I'm I'm am I'm a, a, a on Twitter, uh, off and on sometimes and I see him um interacting with the fans. I seen one fan told him to come to a wedding. Uh do all kind of stuff, man. So Mike Scott, uh Shout out to you, uh, for sure, A Philly legend in the making. Man, I like Mike Scott. And hopefully he give us some good minutes this year, too. He did last year. Hopefully he'll uh, uh, play a bigger role this year. Um, basketball news. Dwight Howard signs with the Lakers. How you feel about it, up, down? I feel like Dwight Howard is in the Boogie Cousins' boat to me as far as, uh, like we said last week, I don't think he makes or breaks that team. To me. To me. If I, if I
1: I, if I was Dwight Howard and I had an opportunity to sign somewhere else,
0: I, I would have signed somewhere else. Yeah, and it's like... I don't understand the move. I feel like me. What's up? No, Ain't no U-turns. Like, ain't no U-turns. Like, yeah, I don't understand the move. I think um
1: he's putting pressure on himself and he's not... You know, he he's not. He has shown not to be a person who likes that type of pressure, that type of spotlight. And, okay. going to a team that so, must win,
0: right? So, speaking of pressure and all of these things, do you think a part of him is trying to fill the void of of the the, the of what of the first time because he didn't live up to the pressure? You think he's thinking, oh, I might be a little bit. This might be the chance for me to redeem myself. From the last
1: time? I hope not, because I think what he did was he
0: he burned bridges with Laker
1: icons. Yeah, he did. You know, like he burned like bridges a, with like, Kobe. Yeah, Shaq never was a big fan of his because yeah. of the whole Superman thing. I would bet that Magic is somewhere right now, not yeah. the biggest fan of his as well. So I just, I don't get the move. Um, if I'm him, it's other ways that you can probably sign with a contender. To try to compete. Not sure which contenders would actually want them. That's another thing to kind right. of think about, too. But I mean, it's kind of the, what we spoke about in the past when we've talked about Melo. Everybody shouldn't chip chase at the end of their career. Right. And, and Melo's a guy who, you know, clearly should have never, I mean, at least at this tail end, you know, the Houston move and all that, should have never have chip chased. Should have gone where the most comfortable place is. To, Extend your career kind of like what Vince Carter has done. Vince Carter has never really chip chased. He's just continued his career because he wants to play. I think Dwight should do the same thing. I think the idea of chip chasing really doesn't fit him because he hasn't performed well with the spotlight under the pressure to perform and win a championship. That really hasn't been the pedigree of his career. So, I, I mean, I know he took a team to the finals one time in Orlando, but that team exceeded expectations and once they went to the finals and the spotlight was on them, <laughs> everything changed after that. Everything changed after so, that. So I, I just, I, I don't think it was a smart move. Uh, we talked on episode one about the pressure that a lot of these duels have. Yeah. And to insert himself in the middle of that type of pressure um, with that franchise and his history, with the franchise as well as the superstars, the icons, I don't get it. I mean, teaches his own, but I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I get it. It's a Brian GM move. The Lakers need players um, to fill out this roster that they're trying to build because uh, LeBron ultimately don't want to look bad in LA. That don't look good on his resume. So you know what I mean. You go out and you get the best of what's left out there playing. And I think what you alluded to when you asked the question, I don't know what contenders. Uh, uh, will want Dwight Howard to play for the team? Well, you—the answer is none of them, like none of them, and that's why he probably playing for the Lakers. Cause I don't see a team that just, just his whole demeanor and his whole approach to the game is just—you know what I mean? If you're a team right now that's chip chase—if not, well, and I ain't gonna say chip chasing. If you're a team right now that's in contention, with the way the league is, uh, where the big man is right now, I don't think you—I don't think you. Just, and we, we're big culture guys too, right? Because we understand what it takes to win a championship uh, multiple times. We understand what it takes to make it, win a championship at high levels. And it takes a lot of culture off the court. And I don't think Dwight Howard is something that you add in this, into a mix of anything unless you're straight chip chasing. And we all know Lakers are straight chip chasing. Like, they ain't really worried about culture over there. There really is no culture over there in LA. It's win now. And that's what, it, that's what it looks like. It looks like win now. Like, that's the reason for it. It's like win now. So, um, we'll see. Yeah, I don't we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he ain't, ain't no Joel Embiid, so I ain't worried about him.
1: Nah, uh, nah, not not the least bit over here either. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: over, over, hopefully, the tickets go for a good price when the league is coming to town. That's about it. Yeah,
0: seriously. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, another basketball news, Kyle Lowry was in the city last week um, giving out book bags. He had a nice little event in North Philly. He brought the uh, – Larry O'Brien Trophy, the NBA Championship Trophy, to Philadelphia, to North Philly, to his roots. Congrats to Kyle! Definitely, congrats to Kyle. I think that was I. Th- I like that, man. I like that. I, I saw it on Instagram. A bunch of kids posing, taking pictures next to the championship. Man, it makes it makes stuff real, man. It makes dreams real. It makes things tangible. I agree. As we always like to say, it makes it tangible. I remember. Uh, I remember things just being uh, a, a, a lot of things, at least it seemed as a as a kid being so far away like my favorite basketball players wasn't coming nowhere near anywhere i was
1: i remember one time at frankfurt uh iverson came up to to the school
0: see well that's different we just had that conversation man. that's true you know what i mean you just adding another notch to i'm just saying to my art to my argument of why he said you ain't never seen michael jordan come up to frankfurt did you no all right see <laughs> no.
1: There's nothing not for me, but it's crazy because we ain't believe it, what well, that might. Shout out to Kyle, that's dope bringing the championship. That
0: is dope bringing the championship the to uh, the giving trophy. out school supplies to the youngins. Yeah, man. giving out school supplies to the youngins, man. But um, even like uh, as I see in these days, like LeBron it looks like he's very accessible. If you won the A- if you the uh, the AAU circuit, you probably have seen LeBron in mm. one of these gyms. You know what I mean? Or even the lockout season when they were going from the gym to gym, or even just in their regular day to day it just seems like these uh these athletes these stars that we have these superstars that we have are a lot more accessible um and of course social media has a lot to do with that too you can be all in a person business and see exactly where they are um but um uh shout out to the to the athletes that do make themselves accessible to the fans who ultimately pay those checks and uh that they uh that they get um but uh uh moving right along to um uh uh Bronnie. uh, uh, Bronny Jr. and uh, Zaire Wade um, have transferred to Sierra Canyon, one of the top-rated high school basketball teams in the country, uh, based out of, I want to say, I know it's in California. I know it's probably near L.A. somewhere. Um, But they're on a tour in China. Um, I don't know much about high school basketball. You are the high school basketball official. I don't know where – I don't – I just – the reason why I put that on the docket this week because for one it was intriguing. That I, don't, I mean I don't know, man. I just what is that, man? Like I don't know what, what is that. It, what, is, what, is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is going so, on? So like? they're,
1: they're probably playing at a school that either I mean the rules are different. Yeah, for whatever hell league, yeah, they whatever, are. And that's what I'm saying. Type of school you're at, and I mean, so you know, for us, we'll we'll play a lot of. Um, preseason showcases and things of that capacity is uh-huh. pretty normal. You know, we won't be going to China, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll we'll play some preseason showcases. It's pretty normal. Most of them will be um in the area. There are a few out of town universities that we go to to showcase the young people. So I'm pretty sure they found a way to justify it within the rules of their state and whatever state, you know, uh, regulations they essentially have, but It just speaks to how high school basketball is just big stakes. It's bigger stakes than what has ever been. And basketball in general is just a global movement. It's a culture in itself. And it's one of those things that young people just got to invest early. And I get it. If, If I was a young person and I was one of the top players in my class or in my area, I would contemplate going there to play with them just because of how it builds your brand. And recognizing that at some point, no matter how great you are, the ball stops dribbling, and how do you pivot and use the platform that you were able to create on the court to be able to help you once that ball stopped bouncing. So I I get it. I'm not knocking it. I think it's dope. Um, You know, again, high school basketball is moving to levels that we've never seen before because the sport is moving to levels that we've never seen before. We just got to make sure we don't leave behind the young people, especially when I think about us in Philly, just the young people who's less fortunate because everybody doesn't have the opportunity to, um, you know, pay for a personal trainer or Absolutely. Um, a membership <laughs> at a gym and things of that capacity. So we just got to make sure we remember all of our young people, giving them an opportunity and a platform to be able to play. Right. Because Philly's a basketball city. Um, Absolutely. And, man. And, and it's only going to continue to grow and become more <laughs> and more of a basketball city. Yeah. So I like it. I like it. I'm, you know, shout out to. Those young people, um, shout out to their fathers for putting them in a position to be able to do
0: that, and, and yeah. their mothers too. You know, but it's dope.
1: Yeah. I think it's I think I do think it's
0: dope. I just was like, man, is this?
1: Oh, it's a new era of high school basketball, yeah. and basketball is changing. You know, we talked uh, last week about how the game is changing. Talking about talking sixes about how it's become more of a three and wing game, right? You know, about people who are versatile, right? The right. three and the four is interchangeable, right. right? The two and the three is interchangeable, so it's like you just. Blending the game to become positionless, and when you think about how the game is changing on the court, it's also being, is also uh, traveling simultaneously with how it's being changed off the court too. And we've, uh, us, our generation, and generations before us, we've seen this before. You know, we've watched the game become more and more of a global game. I just, you know, worry about what it does for young men of color. And uh, I want to make sure that we always have an opportunity because we ex- we excel when right. it comes to the game. Right. And uh, we don't always fit the brand, quote-unquote, of the NBA.
0: Oh, man. Oh, so, man. My guy, yeah. um, Malik Wayne. Shout out to Malik Wayne. Um, <clears throat> Roman Catholic graduate, uh, Villanova alum, um, played for the Sixers for a little stint um and has uh been playing overseas for i um maybe gotta be like the last six seven years um had alluded to that and even alluded to starting the podcast of the brand the n b a brand and him just saying um being somebody who has a resume that he has and being able, someone being able, uh of someone being um able to speak on the matter. He was just saying It's a lot of guys out here Who can really play basketball Like it's a lot of guys Who can really hoop But don't fit that NBA brand And he was even saying He was gonna start uh, Start a podcast Just to talk about the things That he's been through The travels and things of that nature Um, But uh, Yeah man um, um, It's crazy It's crazy That even this uh, This This Far ahead That we're still worrying about We're still fighting that fight It's not really crazy But you know it makes you wonder, like this, this late, this late, this far, and this this far in the game. Like, damn, we still fighting that fight of just trying to, you know, just be us and do what it is we do without any ramifications. So, um, shout out to us, man. I mean,
1: look at how much critique Brian receives for everything that happened. Everything, with, everything with the young people. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's, you know, you could do a whole another show about that.
0: Right. Um, the only other thing that I had for basketball was the mellow watch, but we already alluded to Yeah, we touched to that. that. We touched the, uh, touched the mellow watch. Mm-hmm. Um, season starts uh, 50 days, probably 49. I think I seen that yesterday. So we under 50 days. Season starts in under 50 days, so I'm excited. I know Zeke is excited. Uh, talk about some football. Uh, not really much in Eagles news. They chopped the roster down, the uh, 53-man roster. Uh, Smallwood got cut. Uh, the third-string quarterback that was playing all right in the preseason for the one game that I saw, uh, he got cut. They both got picked up by uh, uh, NFC East teams, one one by Dallas. I think the quarterback by Dallas and, the run, and uh, Smallwood got picked up by uh, the Redskins, who we actually play on opening day this week. Um, I'm looking for us to get the Redskins out of here. Uh, 28-10, big first game. Just Jackson with that up top crunk music, man. Over the top, we just letting them know what it is. All the questions about when it's gonna get answered, you know. I have a very optimistic week one outcome, man. It's week one. We got, we gotta. you I mean, we gotta come out and show people we one of the most high. Uh, we one of the highest rated teams in the league. Um, we out here, man. We out here, Eagles, 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 all day, man. Fly Eagles, fly. Any score predictions for week one?
1: I, I agree with you as far as the Eagles taking care of business week one. Um, I think, again, they'll come out with a lot of energy, excited, ready to prove that they're Super Bowl contenders. Um, outside of that, no other real predictions. You know, we're fully guys, so we're looking at backyard first. Yep. As we get closer to the season, I'll make more predictions. Exactly. And, you know, we'll, we'll pick who we, you know, game by game, week by week, what we think will happen, at least every week that I'm on the show. Yep. I'll pick my games and – you know, talk about it from there, and um, yeah, we you talking NFL? Well, go ahead. I'll let you segue. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: I don't want to segue myself.
0: Right, but yeah, first, well, first, uh, Jadavion Clowney, we were in the talks with Jadavion Clowney. I had put it up there earlier in the week. I was getting excited, but he was ultimately traded to the Seattle uh, Seahawks. So, right, we won't be uh, seeing any Jadavion Clowney and Eagle Green sightings. So. uh yeah, that'll be that. Um, but no, of course, the uh, the the big news and also the title topic uh, for this week um, is Andrew Luck' um, his surprising uh, retirement from the NFL uh, at the age of 29. He's only four seasons in, um, and his reasoning was uh, he said um, his last four years have just been. Uh, Injury, pain, rehab, injury, pain, rehab, injury, pain, rehab. And he just uh, basically just can't take it anymore. Um, it's, he wants to live a regular life, man. Uh, so he's going to be uh, retiring from the NFL, won't be playing another NFL game. Um, I see a lot of uh, mixed feelings. Uh, well, I know a lot of Colts fans were salty. Of course, as fans, you know, fans are short for fanatics. In the moment, they get a little crazy. But I seen a little a couple of Colts fans, you know, uh, um, in the football culture, a, uh, a couple of uh, names get or labels get uh, slapped on you, um, weak, you know what I mean, quitter, uh, things of that nature. Um, but it's a, it's a brutal game, and and this team hasn't been that good. Uh, specifically that offensive line. Um, he's been one of the most knocked down quarterbacks these last couple years, uh, the most injured quarterbacks these last couple years. And it's a brutal, brutal game, man, a brutal game. And I just don't think it's fair that uh, even in the reports you see that they call it, it's, I know it's surprising. Surprising, yeah, but for people to say that it's bizarre, it's uh, a berserk, it's crazy. It's nuts, of a story. I don't. I. I don't think that's fair. When um, we're talking about football, as rough as the game is, as dangerous. I can't even say rough. Rough is is how is what little league football is for kids. Like this shit is dangerous. Like the NFL is a dangerous game. So I, I. I understand why one would want to quit early or call it quits early, especially one who's been injured as much as Andrew Luck has. Um... So uh shout out to Andrew luck uh thoughts and prayers out to him in this time uh dealing with this matter uh and life goes on man life goes on like you alluded to earlier like when the whistle stops when the ball stops uh dribbling when the when the when the, when the clock is off you know what i mean like and that young man went to stanford university so you know I man and he signed a huge nfl contract so i'm sure i'm sure he'll be good i'm sure some some different ventures that he wants to get into man but it just makes you think um, a couple of things just come to mind for me um, when I think about Andrew Luck and his situation and kind of like, you know, it, it almost seems like the NFL forced his hand and he's trying to uh, uh, to do this. I think about these running backs that we have out here that are holding out um, um, for, for a paycheck because of the, the work that they do and they want to be fairly compensated for it. Um, and the NFL playing hardball with them and not giving them that compensation. Um it just makes you think about a lot of things the CTEs that they talk about it just makes you think about all of the pressures of the NFL like we were saying it's make it's really making it a hard sport to watch man as much as much as I love it it's it's everything surrounding the NFL in recent years is really really making it a hard sport to watch these days man
1: I've I've always been critical of the NFL um just being a Philly guy watching how the Eagles always did players from Jeremiah Trotter mm. to Deuce Daly to, you know, plenty of guys who always felt like the Eagles did dirty, if you kind of didn't pay. Um, but when I think about the Andrew Luck situation, I think, I think the timing was a little interesting. I don't know why he was on the field. Right. If that news had already been communicated, that I thought was a little awkward. So that's why I said the timing was interesting. But I'm never going to knock – a person for retiring. When you look at his stats, what he did for that franchise, you know, if they didn't have Peyton Manning, you know, he'd be their franchise leader in a lot of different things. He would be. Just in a, a short a stint short, yep. that he uh, essentially played there. This man had 40 touchdown pass season and another 39 touchdown pass season. Really? You know, that's that's remarkable. That is. Uh, being a Philadelphia guy. You know, <laughs> we, we ain't never seen <laughs> that. You know, so right. um, that's um that's remarkable. So – I think part of it is how awkward the the it happened like for for news to break during the game while he's at the game that to me that that just is interesting how do you you know someone should be fired for that
0: somebody should be fired for, sure. for that because somebody they showed the footage you got booed and yeah, that's a, somebody
1: on the communication side. Yeah, somebody playing, PR. Somebody that was like, PR yeah, person. Somebody yeah, should be fired for that. Yeah. But outside of that part um, in, partic- in particular, I have no issues with him retiring. Yeah, and so, me I mean, look at what he's been through. Right. You know, look at how he's been hit. Look at how many seasons, uh, how he's missed four seasons, how many uh, games he's missed. I have no issue with it at all.
0: Yeah, uh, a couple notable people that have retired early on uh what's assumed is as their terms, uh Barry Sanders of course. Um played 9 seasons with Detroit lions. I think 9 or 10 seasons with the, with the uh, Detroit Lions before he ultimately decided that this team is not good enough. I'm taking the pound and I'm doing it all myself like I got I'm I'm not doing this anymore. Yep. Jim Brown broke a bunch of records uh and he retired at 29 uh in his prime. At the top of his game, he retired. Uh, Robert Smith, another guy. Uh, remember the uh, yep. uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, running back? Um, just a, a a lot of people, man. It just makes you think. It makes you think. And then it also makes you think on the other end of the spectrum the guys who play 15, 18, almost 20 years of football. You know what I mean? So, um yeah, man, I, 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 I'm never gonna be against a guy uh, preserving his body, preserving his mind. First of all, um, because it's a brutal sport, like I said. So, shout out to Andrew Luck. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to him in this time getting through. Hopefully, people lay off on this And, and in Naples, it's all love over here. Uh, I'm a football fan. Um, the Jay-Z NFL deal. Uh, the details have been released. Um, but those are the people who said that they were waiting or well, let's wait and see uh we wait and see what it is t-shirts a concert a couple of concerts uh like I said nothing new nothing that I'm surprised about i was i was uh neither mad nor uh happy uh either way with the jay-z nFL deal like I kind of like I said billionaires are gonna be in there and do what they do uh and that's just that um I know a lot of people out here are disappointed. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, had to eat their words out here or what have you, man. But I would just I say, just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, so confused. I mean, I I mean, I, I I always I I do get it. I get I get Dude, what people it is. For,
1: go ahead. What is it? What am I missing?
0: People are misinformed. I mean, I, I to say that I don't get it would just be to me. I, I get it. People are misinformed. And people don't know what's going on. People don't know how things go, how things move, how things work. People don't understand things, period. And I and and I knew that the first day when the, the news broke and it said Jay-Z partners with the NFL to do social justice, um, whatever, and uh, be the entertainment, uh, Blase Blip. And people automatically said, yeah, he's going to own the team. People just... Yeah it's People just... just say People You know what I mean Like people don't even People don't even read anything They just say What they want to say And then the main thing About this is The celebrity And the thing that this Country has with celebrity Like Celebrities make things real And make things the truth So if a celebrity says it Then hey, it gotta be the truth Cause they're a celebrity Like And a lot of celebrities Are misinformed So I mean it is what it is Like I said We're gonna get some a Couple cool concerts Some t-shirts and that's about it, man. That's about all the uh, the social justice reform you're going to see from Jay-Z and the NFL. And you probably won't see Cat because, like we said before, you don't know what's in a non-disclosure uh, uh, agreement because it's not disclosed. <laughs> yep. Which, yeah, um, other than that, um, Melvin Gordon is still holding out. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is still holding out. Hopefully they get paid, probably won't. Um, I don't know what the situations are like. I know, uh, uh, well, I do know. Uh, I know Zeke is the number one back in Dallas. Um, they rely on him a lot. So I feel like he will get paid something. I don't know if he'll get paid what he, want. he may or when he'll get paid, but I feel like he'll get paid. Um, Melvin Gordon, on the other hand, Phillip Rivers Been over there For a while And they pass That ball a lot Man They don't really Run the ball They was It was They're looking at it Like it was a plus That they had him They got a couple Other running backs That played good Along with him Last year
1: Similar to what we saw In uh, Pittsburgh Yeah
0: He's only had 1,000 yard Rushing season So he don't have A lot of leverage To hold up But hopefully He does get paid I don't know That he will Um you know what I mean? Just on the on the personable side, like I always say, it is crazy that these athletes do put up the numbers that they put up, and you would assume that they would get paid for their uh, uh, performance. But that's just not always the case. And in football, it's kind of like um, it's kind of corny because a good having a good year will kind of get held against you in negotiations because of how brutal the sport is. Like if you run for if you run for the most yards you ever ran for in the season they'll kind of use that against you in leverage to give you less money saying that your body took X amount of damage right. and you ain't going to be able to do that again. Right. And it's like, what kind of shit is that? Like, that's kind of, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> right. What? Like, so it's like, do I ever get, like, at what point do you, how do you gauge you want to pay a player? Like, only if you can gauge his future. There's so many players in the NFL's future that you guys can't gauge that y'all just move in and out that are interchangeable. But if you can't, I mean, I don't know. NFL is—it's a weird place. It's man. a weird place, it's man. A weird place, yeah, no just, it's a weird place. I just—it's a weird place,
1: especially when you look at how they do those contracts and deals and determine, you know, who, when are you most effective as a player, what age, what your body condition is. It's,
0: right. It's yeah. a weird place. It's a very weird place. So, like I said, hopefully they get paid. I don't know that they will, but hopefully they will, man. Um That's pretty much all I got on the docket for this week. I did a couple fantasy drafts. I'm ready for fantasy football. Um, Shout out to all the kids going back to school. Shout out to all the young football athletes. Hopefully, y'all stay safe out there. Shout out
1: to the teachers, coaches, mentors, slash mothers, fathers, aunties, babas, mamas, all that other stuff. Yeah, everybody. Wishing everybody a great first week of school and all that other good stuff. Can't wait for the seasons to start, man. Hopefully, you have me back on again. You know, once things pick up and um, yeah, man, yeah you know, be
0: on, you're gonna be on all the time. Whenever you get time, I mean, I know. I in the thick, my only, my only concern is in, and when January comes and you get in the thick of being the councilman for real. But um, we gonna we'll make time. We gonna make it. Yeah, we gonna. We love talking down. sports. We love talking Sixers. Yeah, and we got a bunch of other people um that definitely want to come in and talk. So y'all don't worry about that. Uh Y'all, I don't want y'all to worry at all. We're definitely gonna have content. For sure, consistently every week. Um, so, just tune in, like, subscribe. Uh, we got an Instagram page. I made an Instagram page, four 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 podcast. Um, follow us on there. Uh, whatever your favorite streaming service is, we're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, we on everything, man. So wherever you look at us, uh, wherever you uh, listen to music or stream music. Just go ahead and type fo fo podcast fo all one word uh, all together and podcast. So, uh, yeah, man, we out of here.